Hey everyone, welcome to Checking In, where every day of the week we spend some time with people sharing stories from their lives lived remote. I'm Benjamin Stoller. Today we hear from Chef and I think unwitting motivational speaker Ed Leach. Ed is someone who obsesses over creativity. He's a former plumber who used to make little sculptures out of pipes. He's into gardening and architecture. But he told me that for him, food is the ultimate expression of creativity. Besides, you can eat it. We had a quick conversation, him and I, about his philosophy of food, but also about his philosophy of creativity and why restrictions like those that many of us face right now can be a good thing when it comes to creativity. Since he'll mention these names in our chat, I wanted to quickly introduce his family. So Ed's at home right now with his wife, Dominica, his three-year-old, Leah, and his five-week-old, Lily. That's important to the story. And a quick word of warning before we start. You might not want to listen to this if you're really, really hungry, because the two recipes at the end are, like, tantalizing. All right, here we go. I'm Ed. I'm the head chef and creator of La Cantina Blinkist. La Cantina is a plant-based canteen for the staff of Blinkist. It's not just an ordinary canteen. It's an entire feeling when you go in there, you're meant to feel at home, to feel taken care of. It's personalized in that I know what they like, I know what they want. For creativity to be successful, I think you need constraint. And I use the wants and wishes of the people who work at Blinkist as my constraints to the creativity, because otherwise it'll just be an explosion of too many flavors or too many things happening. So right now, with everyone being at home so much, what do you think are the main restrictions to cooking yummy bites? You say yummy bites, so I wanted to say yummy bites. I think people aren't going to as many different markets as they normally would. So I'm pretty much solely shopping 800 meters away from my apartment. So that is a major constraint to what I'm cooking. But I'm also thinking about Dominica, who's nursing Lily, and I don't want to be cooking any type of brassicas, for instance, because it'll cause reflux and all these kind of things. To limit your ingredients isn't necessarily a bad thing because, again, the constraint actually makes you more creative. If you have only four ingredients, they don't always have to create the same dish. You can change them in a different way, make one ingredient the major player in a dish, and then the next time make it a minor player, and then it becomes a different thing. So it's 10.30 in the morning, lunch is at 11.30, you have your hands full, two kids. What voice in your head is happening? Like you got to prepare something for lunch for the whole family. Okay, so there are layers of voices. They are the nutritional layer, the flavor layer, and the seasoning layer. And there are multiple layers. Also, what does someone like? So knowing your audience is another layer. I'll always try and hit something to be have a sweetness, to be a little bit sour, maybe a little bit spicy and a little bit salty. You're always looking for the flavors and for umami to be hit for all of these things. So that's always playing in the back. The other level will be you're thinking about texture. You're thinking about, is this just going to be all soft? Is there going to be something crunchy in there? Is there going to be something snapping in there? Is that going to happen? Then you're always thinking about nutrition the whole time. So especially in in this case now, I'm thinking, okay, I've got to get some really good fats in there for Dominica. I've got to make sure she's got a really good nut fat happening so that while she's feeding and nourishing Lily, that she gets enough 
fat to keep her going as well. So I'm always thinking cashew nut butter. I'm always thinking almond nut butter. Things like that are always happening. And then when I say seasoning, it's like to finish it at the end. It's, it's how, how am I going to like really make it pop at the end, right? What am I going to do to finish it off? Am I going to add a little bit of soy sauce just to add this really lovely depth? Am I going to put a little bit of oil right at the end just to like bring everything together? Or just a squeeze of lemon juice? Is that happening? All of these levels are playing all the time to come up with something delicious at the end. So using those levels, like what can anybody whip up with what they've got in the fridge? Again, it depends on what the people you're cooking for like and what you know. So everyone has a base of knowledge. So what I would say is a jazz player knows a riff and then they will throw in a different note and that changes the riff. Then they'll throw in two more notes and change the riff further. So use a, a recipe that you know and then use a different ingredient in that recipe and that will change it in a way that it's usable and different and interesting. Like you say, you always have gnocchi in the fridge and you always have pesto in the fridge. I'll always have in the fridge some quick carbohydrate for Leah. But gnocchi is a really great one because you have it in there for two, three months or whatever. And I'd always have that and I would always start with, um, I would start just by softening some onions in a frying pan. And then I would chuck the gnocchi in with the onions and fry them a small bit and not with loads of oil just to get a little bit of color on them and then in with some liquid it doesn't matter what the liquid is as in it could be tomato juice it could be water it could be broth and then once the gnocchi are soft i'll throw in some pesto with it it doesn't matter to me which pesto it is just something to make it taste more lovely and not a load of it it's not to make it a pesto dish, it's just to give it an extra bit of flavor. And that is something I would do, say, if I've only got 10 minutes for Leah and I want to make sure she's got something good. And then vegetable-wise, we'll always just steam some vegetables for Leah. You know how, like, doctors and airline pilots have to do, like, continuous education? Do you have to, like, stay sharp? I have written a couple of menus, actually, now that I think of it. I read a recipe for pui lentil meatballs. Pui lentil and mushroom meatballs. And then I'm like, well, it would be really awesome to do that with, with just spaghetti, right? Because meatballs are spaghetti. But then you do it with ribbons of carrot and then just a separate tomato sauce. And then I was like, what would be awesome with that is like halloumi and then garlic bread. It all starts and it always has all started what I do with one ingredient and then everything goes around that. That was Ed Leach. I love the small detail at the end there of using ribbons of carrot instead of pasta for the spaghetti in the quote-unquote spaghetti and meatballs. I guess that's what he means. It's like, just take something you're familiar with, making pasta, and switch something. Use a carrot instead of noodles. And with Ed, I mean, I love the relentless optimism, the confidence he has. It's like, no matter what you have at your disposal, you can combine a few principles with what you already know to make something nourishing, even fun, something that's good for you. All right. If you have any questions about the recipes you just heard, or if you'd even be willing to send us some pictures of what you're eating for lunch these days, send us an email. We're at checkingin at Blinkist.com. That's it for checking in today. I'm Benjamin Stoller. See you next time. <laughs>